0: Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and oh our cool. typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Good day, good folks. It's Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Happy Friday. This is going to be your fun episode for the week because I have uh, actually two episodes airing. Um, So the episode that is co-airing with this is actually my interview with Cliff Maloney Jr. from Young Americans for Liberty. So make sure you swing over um, and check that episode out as well. Uh, But you are here today to listen to uh, my conversation with uh, Nico and Shane from the What's Happening podcast. And what an absolutely fantastic conversation it was now you you probably know them from over on social media i know uh nico definitely has uh the largest following of shane and myself uh combined and that is uh you can follow her on social media at petite nikoko on on twitter um and with that massive social media following that's actually kind of where i got to know um those two of them and part of the show and as you guys who have listened to the show for a while part of the show has been focused on how we we spread message of liberty and how we actually um, will reach people beyond our liberty movement. And sometimes that means uh, dabbling into the culture and having cultural conversations with people um, and taking positions on things. So uh, I wanted to have both Shane and Nico on the show because they've kind of uh, dabbled more into that in their show in recent uh, months. And I really wanted to make sure that we as, uh, you know, libertarian folk, but also folks in the liberty movement got to hear, um, you know, what's been working? Because I think sometimes we, uh, we need to focus more so on what's working versus what we think is going to work. So, so with that being said, folks, onto the show. Nico and Shane here on the Brian Nichols Show. Hey, hey thanks for that? having us. How's it going, guys? Well, hey, first and foremost, thank you for taking time out of your evening here uh, to join me on the Brian Nichols Show. And I actually reached out to uh, to you, Nico, uh, originally because I, I love following. First and uh, first of all, both you guys are, are great over on Twitter. Um, so I'm gonna make sure I include your links to social media in in uh, in the the show notes, but. I love following you guys on social media. You guys are a blast. Um, I mean, your your story of how you guys ended up coming together, which I know we're going to dig into, is, is fantastic. So, you know, I, I thought, hey, I want to have two of, I, I would consider you guys to be top tier, shall we say libertarian-ish, conservative-ish, um, you know, commentators, if we will, on Twitter. Um, and I'll let you guys kind of describe your, your beliefs so I'm not describing you in, incorrectly. But um, I'm much more right now in the, the mindset of, how do we advance what we are are doing here? That is the Liberty Movement. Um, How do we advance it beyond our echo chambers that are Liberty? So, uh, what better uh, opportunity than to have people who are actually leading the charge on to the show so let's kind of start off here I'll, I'll do jump ball between you two. um kind of give me the, uh, the the starting off story of your your political uh journeys but then also kind of how you guys found yourselves and then also how you guys identified uh your your niche and that is uh your your show which is the uh, the what's Happening podcast uh so that Shane and Nico fire away
1: um well I'll start first. Uh, for me in terms of how I, uh, I guess became where I am politically, um, I guess, uh, to start off my, my family's, uh, like, I guess a military family cause my, my grandfather my dad and my brother, uh, they're all in the military. And, um, so I guess kind of with that, it's kind of more, um, Conservative leaning, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like growing up and all that and what I was surrounded by.
0: Empathize 100%. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then kind of going off of that, and then I guess kind of like going like a, a jumping off point, I didn't really um, move away from any of that really until, um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, what I mean is like kind of going away from this conservative to a libertarian or, you know, when I was surrounded by, and I really credit listening to part of the problem from uh hosted by Dave Smith, Mm -hmm. his podcast really opened my eyes to all that stuff. And, and specifically, and I wish I remember exactly the episode, but I know the episodes that he was doing and he's doing them now too. Um, but when uh, Michael Malice was on and just their, their back and forth and everything really kind of just made me go like, wow, there's a lot more to this whole, political thing than I had realized and I didn't really know a whole lot about libertarianism or, and anarchism and just all that stuff in general uh so I really credit Dave and Michael uh, mainly Dave because you know it was his podcast and Michael just happened to be a guest but just specifically Dave too with just how he uh explained things in in a way that I had never heard of before for sure uh, yeah so I really credit him for that
0: yeah, Dave's a phenomenal communicator, um, no doubt about that. And it's actually funny because I, I we will uh, in the conversation. I, I was thinking about this because I think the most recent episode I listened to uh, for you guys was when you had the redhead libertarian um, who was actually a mutual guest here mm. from the Brian Nichols show, um, where you guys were discussing some more cultural aspects and focus on Black Lives Matter and stuff. So we'll dig into that a little bit later. Um, but how about this? We'll we'll go to you, Nico, um, really quick. Kind of give us your your background into to politics, and then the the, the m- most important question: How did you guys find each other? And Here you are. You're married. I mean, I'm spoiler alert. Sorry, I'm spoiler alert. But um, you you guys found yourselves. uh, I'm not. I'm not going to tell your story. So here, Nico, your story. Intro to uh, yourself into politics, and then tell your uh, your story with Shane.
2: So uh, I also grew up in a conservative family, Um, not a military family though. So not. I don't have that background, but um, I always considered myself a conservative until basically until I got on Twitter because um, a lot of the interactions that I had kind of changed my point of view, which I started I, I started Twitter basically in 2017, and everything just kind of, like the only reason I made a Twitter was to follow Paul Joseph Watson, if you can believe that. <laughs> um, and it kind of grew from there, and I have to credit also Dave Smith for, uh, I guess, red-pilling me on libertarianism. Um, because he brought up a lot of things that I didn't consider before, like mostly related to the police and the military and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but around the same time is when I met Shane on Twitter because he was one of my followers when I was still, you know, under a thousand followers. It was uh, like I had a small account and he would always reply to my stuff. And <laughs> so, yeah, and so then I – I was like, oh, this guy is kind of cool. I guess I'll follow him back. No. And <laughs> and we had a lot of like back and forth banter. And then so then I was trying to come up with a reason to DM him because I was like, I kind of want to talk to him more. So um, I saw who, who, who he was following and he was following a lot of music accounts that I was following too. And yeah, then so I, I slid into his DMs.
0: Wow, <laughs> the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yep. for uh, for I know libertarian and conservative women, it's it's the opposite. Usually, it's, they're they're bombarded the opposite way.
2: Yeah, I get a lot of. I used to get a lot of like random DMs from people, but I just close my DMs because that's just like. I can't deal with this especially anymore.
0: Nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially nowadays, and, and obviously, I mean, here you guys are. Fast forward, you're you're happily married, and and you guys have a hit podcast, the What's Happening podcast. Tell us the story uh, of the uh, the start of this podcast, and and really, what's kind of uh, been your niche? What have you found has been uh, what really your audience has been enjoying? And I guess number two, what have you guys really found has been the area has been maybe your expertise or your niche.
1: Uh. Well. To start off, we we started a YouTube channel first, and originally it was called Hapa Supremacy, um, you know, to make the people's heads explode from that name alone. Um, <laughs> oh, so can you
0: explain, explain the name it. at all? Like a little bit of the uh, the the meaning of it or where it came from?
1: Yeah, so there's this uh, subreddit called Our Hapas, and um,
0: it's a
2: subreddit for um, half Asian people to meet and talk, basically. But for oh, some reason, yeah. the subreddit, yeah, and also for context, we're both half
0: Asian. Right. Um, that, that, would, that would add some context, yes.
2: Yeah, sorry. We should have mentioned that in the <laughs> beginning. Um, <laughs> the subreddit back then was basically just a cesspool of people complaining about white people. Mm-hmm. So we would get these people spilling onto Twitter and then um, criticizing us for not criticizing white people because we're HAPAs and we're supposed to criticize white people, I guess. Uh, So then we started making a joke that we're HAPA supremacists because they were calling us white supremacists, which is kind of ridiculous because we're not full white.
1: Yeah, so the name was basically a joke on them.
0: Well, there you um, go. Well, so what's, what's been the focus for your podcast? Now I, I know the answer to this, this, but I think the audience, cause one of the things I like to do, um, with my show is I think one of the best things that we can do as, as folks in the liberty movement is, is have multiple different voices because I think the reality is that there's no one voice that is going to appeal to every single person out there. So I think having more voices more options, you know, more flavors of ice cream, if you will, to pick from, I think that's a good thing. So what's kind of been who you guys reach out to more. What's, what's your focus? Is it current events? Talk to us there.
1: Yeah. So, uh, definitely current events. Um, every once in a while, we'll kind of just talk about a specific, uh, topic and kind of go from there. Like we did do an episode about the culture war and all that stuff. And, um, and some other kind of, I guess there was a couple of more local uh, issues that we had talked about in our, one of some of our earlier episodes. Um, but yeah, kind of like nowadays, we kind of just talk to uh, whoever we want to talk to about a specific current event or whatever like that, that has more of an expertise on it than, than we do. Um, you know, for example, you know, uh, like the education thing is real big. a big thing now, especially with people being homeschooled with all this uh, COVID stuff that's happening. So we had Corey DeAngelis on uh, before to talk about the education system and and how he wants to um, see things and and also uh, foreign policy has been a big thing for me. So we've had Scott Horton on few, uh, quite a lot, um, you know, talk about foreign policy and all that stuff. Um, and then what about what about what, what about you?
2: Um, well, I think uh, our Our focus seems tries or sorry. Our focus is kind of like current events plus uh, trying to speak about news that nobody else is talking about.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um. So we do bring up some obscure news sometimes and try to give our perspective on it. I mean, I guess you can call us more of a current events podcast with a libertarian twist because we don't always talk about libertarian issues. Yeah. So because
1: we do recognize that we do have an audience that's not specifically libertarian, so we kind of want to. We try and cater to as many people as we possibly can without kind of going away from ourselves, I mm-hmm. guess, in a way. Um, but then also, like you're talking about some of the um, like, I guess, more obscure type of news. We do have a sometimes we have a segment called Weird News where we just look for the most weird news that we can find and we will talk about and make fun of it or whatever. And, and then, of course, Florida Man's a big thing too, so we talk about Florida Man as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm a big believer that, and this is one of the things I was going to kind of focus on, was more of the culture aspect. And that's actually one area I, I don't know, I particularly really haven't focused on a lot just because I, I don't know, I just, I really haven't thought about focusing on too much for an episode. I, I, I try to focus more on solutions. Um, and I guess, you know, part of what I've, been listening to, you know, I, I, too, listen to Dave Smith, um, and I know one of the main things that has been leading his shows in, in recent months has been the culture war, and, and I guess I would, I would love to get your perspective, because I, I, would consider you guys to be, um, you know, leading the charge, if you will, on Twitter, you guys are definitely more of, um, you know, a sales kind of role, if you will, for Liberty, and you're going to be reaching people beyond our, our Liberty, you know, echo chambers, so I guess right now, when we're looking at the culture. Where do you think the, the the weakest area is for the liberty movement in terms of actually advancing our our message in the culture? Is it something that we're we're missing in education? Is it something we're missing in the entertainment? I, is it something beyond that that we haven't even really considered? I would love to get your your perspective there.
2: I think we don't really have many like big representatives in mainstream culture, like like I guess pop culture in general so we d- we don't have any hold on uh culture in general there but like i think one of the things that turns people off from some libertarians online cuz i feel like that's our biggest reach is online <laughs> right now yeah. um is that sometimes people don't you know people are very emotional beings and we don't and i see a lot of libertarians kind of just doing like you know mm-hmm. clear cut things instead of Catering to people's emotions, and I know like the lack the left, of
0: empathy. Yeah,
2: yeah, the left really does a really good job at like playing with people's emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they're doing a lot better <laughs> than we are. So
1: yeah, yeah, and 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 I wonder if it's just in—I don't know if it's just the way that libertarians are wired or something like that. But I feel that you know, especially kind of when I was talking about foreign policy and most libertarians being non-interventioners or pacifists and i wonder if it's just in that nature but i feel with like like we're talking with the left being kind of just dominant in pretty much anything you can imagine right now especially with the culture you know uh and they're very aggressive about it and i feel that if libertarians and just that whole realm in general was more aggressive and trying to pro- i don't know about what the right words but i guess like project their ideas and uh, solutions right. and, and all that stuff i i feel like more people would be open to it. And I'm not saying that they're going to be convinced hundred percent on what we're trying to say, but at the very least it's, you know, it's out there, you know? So yeah, obviously uh, when we're talking about culture, you know, one of the main things that people think about is Hollywood. And of course, Hollywood, whenever you think of Hollywood, you think of left, you know, liberal, progressive and, and all the stuff that they, that they talk about politically, you know, like climate change and, and what anything else you can think of. That's kind of more care to the left. Uh, I think libertarians need to do more of that as well. Uh, just be more aggressive on trying to let people know what they're what they stand for, because there's a lot of misconceptions on libertarianism that even even libertarians don't agree with everything. Liber- you know, other libertarian, <laughs> not, you know. So,
0: wow, is that not a true statement? I don't think actually a true statement is said here on the Brian Nichols show. Um, but no, I think you guys are actually you're focusing specifically on a very real issue, and that is. Um, libertarians tend to want to be kind of Switzerland on everything, right? And I think mm-hmm. it, it does come down to we, we don't want to offend because we're not in a position to offend, if that makes any sense. And actually, maybe that's, that's uh, a, a perfect, perfect example of what Dave Smith's been doing different, right? He's been focusing more on saying, no, I think that, you know, we need to be aggressive in, in having a cultural message because There's a lot of people out there who aren't necessarily on board with what's been promoted by the mainstream. They just, they too have been in this Switzerland mentality, but maybe they've been looking for someone to speak to that cultural, um, you know, that cultural aspect because otherwise, and and I get it, right? I get the appeal. It feels preachy. Like you can't watch the Oscars or, or, or you can't turn on. You know, uh, name TV show without feeling like you're being taught by, you know, the Hollywood elites. You know, you, you poor peon, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm here to teach you and help you because, you know, I, I've been blessed with <laughs> this, this Hollywood royalty. And then like this, it really, it, 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 it's kind of weird when you look at how people in Hollywood live because they don't live like normal people. I mean, they're, they're kind of in their own little bubble, but to them that bubble is real life. Um, so I guess maybe there is that big disconnect, but the problem, I then look at the people that you know, are the, the vast majority of people out there, and we look at people who are celebrities and we consider them to be almost royalty, right? And and when we we kind of feed into these sensibilities, I think it gives more credence to the 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 completely nonsensical things that they're promoting. Um, but then with that being said then that actually turns into policy. And and it, I think, d- ends up hurting the people it's actually trying to help. So let's kind of turn it this way. Right now, we're obviously having a, a pretty um, hard time actually winning the culture war. So I guess for, for libertarians, is, is that... Um, necessarily a, a fruitful venture to keep going on? Or do you guys think maybe there's a different way that libertarians could, could capture the, the hearts and minds of people out there that's outside of what we've been trying to do, um, which I guess has been the political process, but I guess dabbling in culture and not really having much success?
2: That's kind of hard because even even though we're the, the third largest political party, um, like you said, we haven't gotten much traction politically as far as, like, the presidential candidates. So, and same thing with the culture war. I don't know if anyone even, like, most people probably don't even know what a libertarian is. (laughs) So Uh, sad, but so true. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like focusing on the local issues is probably the best way to go about this. Like, try to get involved in your local politics or your Mm -hmm. community. Yep. Um, Because we've had, we've been to a couple events um, in our area in uh, Dallas and Austin and um, I feel like the people who are doing something about it here are actually making a difference in their counties so what
0: do you think I was uh, really quick before Shane you, you interject too and I think to your point um, Nico is like uh, "win at the Door which has been the campaign for Young Americans for Liberty I'm actually I'm going to be having Cliff Maloney here on the show again because they got boned dude I, I don't know if you guys pay attention what happened in yeah. Dallas oh my gosh so, for folks playing along in the home game, um, they ended up, they were ready to have their conference here, um, this the week were recording August 5th, and and the, the city shut it down the week of. And, I mean, like, there are people who have their tickets ready to go, their hotel rooms booked, and they just completely shut it down, yet at the same point in time, they're letting protests all over the city happen every single day. And, and I mean, you cannot help but feel that it's political, but, I mean, with that being said what they what Young Americans for Liberty being they have done in their um, operation win at the door that has been you know so successful because they've actually been going out and helping promote those local candidates um, be it you know their local elections for county legislator um, or their state uh, you know assemblies or state senate and then they're actually getting these people who are liberty friendly Republicans or what have you and yeah sure they're Republicans but you know what I'm going to take a you know a Thomas Massey over you know a, a uh, named Democrat you know Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and day of the week, regardless of the R or D next to their name. But actually getting these people into office and then enacting policy, right? Like that's that's the most important thing. So Shane, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think, you know, Nico, you're you're absolutely on the right track there for sure.
2: I just wanted to mention also that since you mentioned uh Young Americans for Liberty, um, we were in contact with a lot of the organizers of that and they said that it was and I know you're gonna you're gonna speak with some of them later, but I just wanted to say that it's crazy that that ended up happening because a lot of the people who are going to be there and like they're the people who are helping behind the scenes were already here setting up and then they just Mm -hmm. shut them down so that was really disappointing to hear yeah yeah okay sorry you can go ahead (laughs) (laughs)
1: um well i guess kind of the to um uh, answer your uh original question about what more that libertarians can do to kind of i guess push their agenda i guess to put it lightly Um, I mean, there are people that are in the culture, you know, uh, Eric July is a good one, we know with his rock band and all that. And and of course, Dave with his podcast and everything, but that's kind of only just gonna kind of just be with who, if, you know, if they like them or not, because like you were saying, um, with Dave and his podcast and him talking about the culture war, I mean, he's getting a lot of flack for that, you know, from libertarians even saying, well, I don't agree with you on this. So I don't know if I can you know, support you anymore or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, so, and, and I think that's, I think that's something that libertarians have to kind of understand is that there are going to be people who aren't going to like you no matter what. So even if you do align yourself with other people uh, for a specific issue, whatever, at the end of the day, you know, 95% of the other time they're going to completely hate you and all that. Um, <laughs> yes. So to, to kind of, to try and, answer the question, I guess, as best I can, I just feel, you know, and I'm not going to say that I'm the one that's going to be able to do this because it's, I guess it's not entirely in my nature to, to be extremely aggressive on this type of stuff, but I'm sure there's people out there who are, they're doing a, they're, tr- they're trying their best to really bring that message out. And I do see people on the streets, you know, uh, with signs, you know, saying that whatever, I don't know, name libertarian message here, like taxation is theft or whatever. And so I'm sure there's that one person out there who's going to who sit, who uh, sees that sign and they're going to be like, taxation, is that, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? How, how is taxation that and then they get into mm-hmm. that conversation. And then again, even if that person's not going to agree with you hundred percent and they go, okay, well now kind of get, I have an understanding of what that means instead of just hearing it over and over again, or, you know, uh, you know, like who's going to build the roads and all that stuff, you know? Yep. Um, Because, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure you've heard this too, Brian, it's like, you see a lot of libertarian message and it fits on a bumper sticker but that's only going to go so far you need substance you know? right yeah exactly um yeah so i mean that's i don't know if i answered the question no absolutely uh, well.
0: You no, know, you absolutely did. Um, and it actually it, it kind of speaks to uh. So I had Dan Taxation Is Theft Berman. Literally, he made his middle name da- Taxation Is Theft, and um, he has done a phenomenal job in branding the Taxation Is Theft um you know slogan to people beyond the libertarian movement. And actually, you know, it's kind of funny. We we I I know I say we the people within the greater libertarian movement. He kind of became like you know a, a quote unquote joke, if you will, because like oh, he's a guy with a big funny yellow hat, but. Mm-hmm. People beyond our movement were asking questions, and he, he he when he was on my show, I I asked him flat out, I was like, "What what are you finding? Is your success?" And he he told me like honestly, he is finding success by reaching people both on the left and the right. And them genuinely asking, what do you mean taxation is theft? And that right there, I think, in and, and you know, this goes into sales. So my day job, I'm I'm in sales, I, I lead a sales team, and, and one of the things that we always are talking about is just trying to continue a conversation. So when you get somebody to ask you a question Um, oh my God, like you're, you, you've just hit, you know, the, the the green light. Green means go. You, you now have been given permission to welcome them into our movement. And now you have the chance to convince them by the value of what we're preaching. And it sounds so, you know, gospel-y to say preaching. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is, is yes, preach to people, convince people, um, not just with our arguments, but also, uh, you know, going full circle to Nico's point in the beginning, hitting those heartstrings, getting empathetic, actually talking to, the issues that are impacting people in their daily lives, and then going back, uh, Shane, to your point, how do we do that? I think going and focusing specifically, yes, on those local elections, those, um, you know, those, those areas, not only where the local policies have more of a direct impact, but where we in the liberty, uh, the liberty movement, will have more of a chance to actually um, make some positive changes, because now instead of you know casting one vote for liberty in a pool of millions and millions of votes. You know, for president, and that's not you know any slight towards Joe Jorgensen. It's just the reality. Like, are we going to really have a chance this year? Chances are, probably not. But if you have a local candidate and you get a bunch of people to see the value of that candidate in your local area, and you get them to all vote, now all of a sudden, all those votes in a much smaller pool of votes means a lot more, and it's going to have much more of a chance to uh, to have some lasting impact. So, I think that's a nice you know way to kind of summarize all that, and then I would turn towards the future. Now say you know to you guys both, what do you think is the best way to advance the liberty movement from the cultural perspective? Is it maybe to reach out to people who are more, we, shall we say, ideologically on the left, and I, I would say more of like the Black Lives Matter um, approach to things, or to the right, that the people who would be more of like that that Tea Party Boogaloo boys kind of mentality, or are they now CNN boys because Boogaloo got banned? Um, you know, sure. is 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 that more of the, the the folks that we should be reaching out to, or is it a matter of Why not both? Jump ball. Thoughts? Well, I mean, I I do think why not both, I think, would actually
1: be a good option here. Uh, That whole meme thing or whatever, you know, why not both? Um, (laughs) I was literally seeing that in my head
0: as I said it, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Because there are going to be people who are open to the libertarian ideas and and everything. And there are going to be those who are more on the left or grew up in the left, so they know how to – Cater to those type of people and talk to them, and then of course with the right, they know how to talk to the right people. It's like what Scott Horton says: you fight the left from the left, and you fight the right from the right. Amen. You have to speak their language. You can't just you can't just talk to someone who's on the left and be like, yeah, well, the Constitution says such and such, and like they don't they don't care. And then the same with the right. Yes. Well, you know, the climate's uh, whatever. You know, so you have to kind of use the the their
0: language. I guess against them, I guess and, with them and, almost you're like, you're working with yeah. them. Like you're helping them on the progression themselves, using their own argument against them almost.
1: Right. Exactly. And so, um, kind of with, especially nowadays with, you know, with the black lives matter thing that's happening right now and, and how, how impactful they are, whether people agree with them or not, they are having an impact. I mean, you see them on, in the NBA, for example, black lives matter is literally in center court, you yes. know? Yeah. And, and, and so, that's something that libertarians, when they see that, they go, wow, wow, we really need something like that. Because, I mean, it's not, it's not probably not going to happen today, tomorrow, maybe not even five years from now, but who knows? Maybe in 50, 100, 200 years, we're, you know, we're all dead.
0: This is going great. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But I'm just saying, so it's exciting, not,
1: very optimistic. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's just something that's going to have to, we're going to have to keep building on. Uh, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, uh, to your point, you know, you're talking about like this is gonna take a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have to teach the next generation, right? Uh, the ideas of liberty. So if you are a libertarian, go have kids. That's my
0: message. Go have kids. Wow. Like, so you're literally leaving the show by saying, guys, go out there and, and you know do the do the get busy <laughs> stuff. What's do you guys watch The Incredibles?
2: I've I've seen it before, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, there's the classic line with uh with Syndrome where he sees Mr. Incredible, and Mrs. Incredible. He's like, You married a last girl, and then he sees the kids and got busy. Like right there. Yeah. That's that's exactly what uh when Nico's encouraging my audience to do. Which, hey, you know what, if that'll make everybody smile, go for it. And also, we'll have more kids and we'll promote liberty going forward. Also, I mean, you guys, I think, you know, a, a great chance for people to keep promoting liberty would be to share um the content you guys are doing. So how about this? Jump ball, give us a A a plug Where can folks Go ahead and follow You guys on social media But also go ahead And follow your Phenomenal Awesome podcast What's happening
2: Well thank you so much I feel Very honored Um, (laughs) My twitter Is At Petit Nikoko I can't even say My own name At Petit Nikoko And then uh, I guess Yeah Go ahead and say Yeah
1: and then for me It's just my name Shane Scalf Uh, I didn't think of Anything clever Or something anonymous To say so Oops Um (laughs) But anyway, uh, then for our podcast, of course, uh, What's Happening, thank you so much for for letting us be on the show. Uh, You can search What's Happening, uh, pretty much any podcast platform. Uh, And then, of course, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's What's Happening.
2: And you spell happening, H-A-P-A-N-I-N-G. So like the beginning is just, it's not what's happening, it's what's happening because of the word hoppa.
0: Yeah, we're very clever. We're very clever over here. (laughs) I like, well, you know what? I like it. And I'll make sure I include that uh, link in the show notes. And I, here, we'll end with this. I'm going to give you guys a, a shot here. If you could leave my audience with some parting words of wisdom, what would that be? Um, final thoughts, Shane and Nico, fire away.
1: Well, uh, final thoughts. I would just say, um, you know, keep, keep continuing the fight. Um, and that includes you, Brian. You're doing a good job over there with your show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think, And you know this too, Brian, there's going to be different, I guess, factions of libertarians and libertarianism in general. There's going to be those who, you know, that are more kind of uh, inclined with the politics and um, making government as small as possible. And then there's going to be those who, they don't care about any of that. They just want to live their life however they want, uh, you know, as as much as they possibly can, that, you know, the type of uh, world that we're living in right now. Um, and so, kind of like what Nico was saying, with like you know having kids and all that, you know, try and try and uh, you know live. I guess uh, I don't know how to word it right, but like as localized as possible, I guess.
2: That's, um, yeah, that's good. Like you know, support your local communities, um, vote in local elections if that's important to you. Yeah.
0: Right, folks, so that's gonna wrap up my conversation with Shane and Nico from the What's Happening podcast. I had a lot of fun, I hope you guys did as well. And, and uh, guys, if you did, what I'm gonna ask you to do is a couple of things. Number one, you know the drill, I need you guys to share. Like, so what you need to do is when you do share, tag me, uh, B Liberty on Twitter. Facebook, or Minds.com, and I'll make sure I go ahead and either retweet, share, whatever it is, when you tag us, I will go ahead and do that, and here's a special bonus, if you go ahead and tag me with the We Are Libertarians page, uh, you'll get a nice retweet from there as well, and while you're there, if you haven't yet, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button, um, we have a lot of fun over on Twitter, and that that audience has been growing, and it's a lot of fun, great folks out there, um, like Freckles and Brit, um, from the Freckles and Brit show, aptly named, uh, Fritz from FritzCast, you have our friend Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Network, and the big channel, if you're not familiar with there, which if you're not, guys, what are you doing with your life? Um, and a lot of other great uh, podcasters out there from Dave Smith, Tom Woods, Jason Stapleton, um, and, and the list goes down the line, and other great folks uh, you know, from just political Twitter, which I know sounds cliche, but there are great folks from political Twitter. Um, and also, folks, if you guys want to uh, to reach out to me personally, uh, I would recommend sending an email, brian at Show.com. That's where I can be reached. And also, you can find all of the past 150-plus episodes of the Brian Nichols Show at Show.com. Hit that search button in the uh, the browser and search for any topic, uh, and it will show up there in the Brian Nichols Show if we've done an episode on it, which I can almost guarantee. After over 150 episodes, we got a topic or two that you're uh, you're looking for. So, guys, hopefully you enjoy the episode today. Um, again, if, if you uh, if you haven't yet, the last thing I'll ask is please. Just go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review over on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, Again, that's how we reach uh, more people. That's honestly how we're going to be able to spread the message of liberty. And that's how we get more people coming here to The Brian Nichols Show. So, guys, with that being said, it's been a blast. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Shane and Nico from the What's Happening Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.